Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready? Boom! I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Salisa first, baby. And our Los Angeles co-host, Louis B. Oh, welcome back. (laughs) It's good to be back, boys. Oh, yeah. Here here we go. We are in the NFC West checkoff. Let's see where we're at. Um, Not pretty good if you're a Niners fan. Oh, man. (laughs) Not good at all. Really good if you're a Rams fan, though. You are feeling... (laughs) <laughs> cozy if you are around so cozy so cozy man you are atop the division you have you have a two and one record against the division that mm-hmm. louis i despise your team but i know that you've got to feel great right now um i mean i feel I, unbelievable because how we came out uh, obviously the gold cast crew knows how I, how i felt after week one and and seeing us go 28 to 0 was just painful and i had no faith man but to see us win three straight two in the division i mean uh, yeah, I'm ecstatic. The, the, well, the, the, the biggest takeaway that everyone needs to take away from week one is that you can never judge teams off of week one performances. The Niners are clearly the inverse of that, and it's looking that way so far throughout this season. It was definitely the case last year, and it's certainly the case with the Rams this year. I agree. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah, no question. Not at all. Basically, two years in a row of yes. just... Stellar game one, week one, opening performances, and then nothing outside of that. And actually, the well, the, that three was, three years in a row because didn't didn't we play Dallas like three? Oh yeah, that's right. Week one, that's yeah. right. You did. Yeah. You played Dallas, and you guys destroyed them. And yeah, we you guys smoked them too like by two times, possessions. Times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you guys right. are really good at week one, man. <laughs> yeah, we got week one now. Week one. <laughs> 15 more to go. It's just the other 15 you guys are struggling with, yeah, it seems like. <laughs> hey, 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 that's a lot of numbers, bro. That's a lot, that's of, a numbers. lot of numbers, man. Exactly. That's it, a lot it, of week ones. It, it takes time. It takes time. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Louie, if you can, let's go through where our predictions are. So uh, for me, uh, I don't know. Too, I didn't really keep a track of your guys, unfortunately. But for on my end, I'm actually right on par with where I wanted to be. Um, I actually am probably going to be under on my divisional uh, rankings because I, I I estimated that we'd be at three and three uh, in division this year, and we're actually at um, we're actually already at two and one, obviously. So I think we're going to win more than one game in division because we now we face we still face the Niners at home. And then we mm-hmm. face the Arizona at home, so I think that we have a really good shot at winning. Uh, like I think we have a good shot going four and two in the division. But uh, regular season wise, I'm right on par with what I said. Uh, we're three and one, which is kind of where um, I had I said that I thought that we were going to beat the Niners and lose to the Cardinals. And obviously, it's just inversed. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm three and one, man. I'm right on par, and I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. And what about our Niner prediction? Oh, uh, I believe I'm right on par uh, with that as well because I think I had you guys going. When, I think – no, actually, I think I'm off because I think I had you guys going 0-4. So you guys are doing good, man. You guys got the one You guys got the one on me. <laughs> well, well, God bless Louie. 
three and one with his Rams and three and one on his Niner predictions. <laughs> Not bad, man. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about my offseason predictions. <laughs> he's like the Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a really Thank tall he's got, Buddha. He's got man. the sports whispers, too. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, man. People don't, you know, people don't realize it, but... <laughs> We'll exactly. See. Okay, so Raymond, oh, tell and us real what... quick, I, I have to, I do have to interrupt real fast too. Uh, again, Rudy, Rudy, uh, Rudy, the the second, uh, Rudy Sleeves the second definitely needs to be having some sweaty palms right now because he had the Rams going at four and twelve, and we've already gotten three wins, so I think we're gonna surpass. That means they prediction. have, they only have one more game to win, according to Father's <laughs> prediction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I, I doubt, but we'll see, man. It's a long season. Oh, 100%. But hold on. Did I not accurately predict that the Arizona Cardinals would suck this year? I agree. And Carlson Palmer is out with a concussion, or was going yeah. through concussion protocol, at least. And Drew Stanton came out. He threw, like three, two, he threw like two completions, and then he threw a pick, and then we gave him the ball back. And he threw an almost interception, and then he ended the game on a pick. So he, I don't think that, I mean, they're, if Palmer misses, they're they're only going to get worse, man. Oh, one hundred percent. But are yeah. any of you surprised? I I am you? absolutely. Remember, because I I the Arizona was a big pick of mine, man. You know, I I was very surprised. Okay, for no hey, but let's go back to my original prediction, and what did I say? <laughs> the only reason Carson Palmer was so efficient last year was because he went through a six-month rehab that he has never done in the offseason ever. Yeah. And, and, and he talked about it in and he talked about it in interviews. He was like, oh, my God, like, you know, it's so intense. I got a six-pack. I haven't had a six-pack since I was like a fucking 12-year-old kid, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. And then, yeah, no, it was. It was a long time, too. A long time. So then all of a sudden, he comes back last year. And I was like, oh, my God, Carson Palmer, like, oh, my God, magic, blah, 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 blah. But – but it's not real. And so then this year, this year, he doesn't go through that program. There, there is no off-season, like, super intense rehab program. Nothing. So then he goes into this year, basically, like every other year he's done. And all of a sudden, he sucks. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they cannot get it together on offense. Why? Because Carson Palmer's has never worked that hard, ever. Well, and their defense can't get it together either. Their defense is not their defense is not where uh, I thought it would be because that's where I thought they were going to make their money is you know their defense with with Tyron Matthew back and all these people and then yeah and the, the, the fact that that their defense is really off course and their offense has looked really slow. I mean yeah we, we not I mean it's not like we put up thirty points we only put up seventeen but the touchdowns that we put up man were a huge long one to Brian Quick and then. Another really good throw by Case Keenum to the back of the end zone to, to Brian Quick. So, yeah, I mean, their D is not where I thought it would be. Oh, no. No question. Hey, once again, it is really hard to win in the NFL. Mm. Really mm. hard. Very difficult. Yeah, no question. Ray, your thoughts? So, on the Cardinals? Yeah. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> you know, this is this is just not my this is not my area. I, I don't care what the Cardinals do until this coming Thursday. So we have a short week coming oh, yeah. up, um, so that 
does not play in favor for the 49ers. So I don't particularly care about the Cardinals because this is pretty much, you know, I, I expect them to be more competitive. I, I wasn't as, um, I guess, pessimistic on their progress as, as you are, uh, brother. But And that's because I believe that Bruce Arians is their X factor. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the defensive side of the ball, you have so many big playmakers that have not played as well as they have you know, in, in the last few years, like Tyrone Matthew, Patrick Peterson, you know, when you have two stellar Pro Bowl cornerbacks, you know, that's like, it's, it's rare to even just get one. So when you have two in the secondary, which is the hardest, you know, position to play next to quarterback, then you've got, you've got some, you've got a great balance on your defense, because if you have a great fun seven, which they do, then you're, you're covered on the back end too. But at the same time, they even though they only held the Rams to 17 points, um, it's the big plays that get you. And the Niners were a victim of that the last two weeks. Uh, the same thing goes with this week too, which we're going to get into. Um, and so credit to the Rams for taking advantage of them. They've they've clearly they've mastered the art of beating the NFC West, NFC West opponents. <laughs> so it's just a matter of whether they can apply that consistency to every other opponent, which they'll they'll have their first test uh, coming up. Well, I will say that uh, this is, yeah, and I agree. We're talking about this right before the podcast, but the the Rams, this is going to be their ultimate test this week is is against Buffalo. And not that, you know, because Buffalo is on a hot streak. They won two straight against, you know, good opponents. Well, I mean, Arizona's, you know, it's all right. But, they you know, being beating New England in New England in a shutout win is great. Um, I'm happy that we're in L.A. for it. So I think that it's going to be a good game. I don't think that either team's going to blow each other out. But I think we can get the W here. But, that's going to be the ultimate test is if we can go four and one, two of those games against, you know, out of division opponents, then I, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to start taking my team a lot more seriously. Not, you know, it's not a Super Bowl run, but I, I'm definitely going to take them more seriously and see that. But, you know, we've beaten Tampa Bay. We've beaten them about five straight years. They've basically become the NFC West for us. So I, I don't look at them as an out of division opponent. And they got um, blown I, out by Denver today. They did, yeah. Which, yeah, I, I, I really hate the, the Buccaneers. I'm not a fan of Jameis Winston, so it makes me happy to see them really failing right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Buffalo is the ultimate test for Los Angeles this week. I think, so be very, I think the score will be very similar to this score here. Correct. It's Yeah, it's going to be a defensive be a, battle. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be a slugfest, too, and that's because I believe that the reason why Buffalo has kind of got it together defensively, which wasn't the case at the beginning of the season, is because Rex Stein has now stepped in to assist his brother um, because it's like, hey, we're we're both out of here at the end of the season no matter what, so I might as well help <laughs> you at the one thing I'm good at. Um, so that's what's going on there, and that's why I think one of the reasons why the defense has got it together is because that is the one thing that Rex Ryan is good at. If he wants to be a defensive coordinator, I think he'll have a lot of success in the NFL. But if he if he remains uh, bent on being a head coach, then I think you're gonna he's gonna have a lot of pink slips. Agreed, agreed on that. Yeah, I, I think I think the Rams pull a victory off. I think we go four and one, but it's gonna be a close one. I don't think it'll be a blowout by either team. Buffalo has Lashawn McCoy. That's what Tyrod Taylor is, has been very underwhelming. Uh, they, they don't have really, now with Sammy Watkins out, they don't have a true number one. Robert Woods is their number one receiver. Um, and their defense, you know, has been obviously today it was great, but that was against, you know, honest, I think that was more of a fluke than anything today with New England being shut out like that. I think Brissett, I think we saw, or Brissett, I think we saw him be a rook, see what he is. He's a, rookie a third round pick or like he was a I don't, whatever happened against houston was i mean part of that was the fact that the garrett blunt was able to ground and pound but they shut down blunt and made Brissett beat them and that's why i think 
that's why I think the Bills are so good today. I, I don't think they're able to do that. Case Keenum has looked really fine since week one. Not elite, mm-hmm. but he's just he's done well. And, and again, this is why I continue to say, and I even tweeted about this in all caps because I was like so passionate about it. This is why you sit Jared Goff. Like people were so up in arms about it, and I don't understand it. This is why you sit Jared Goff. It was a perfectly good decision. I think they can continue to do it. Where if we have Jared Goff back there, there's no way we have more than two wins. No way. It's oh, one hundred percent. I agree with you, and so yeah. do I. Some people for some, there were people, yeah, no, of course. And there were people out there that didn't believe it for some reason. And it just blew my mind that they thought that we should throw him in there. It didn't make any sense to me. Oh, no. Well, I mean, considering where the Rams are, it makes sense. But if we look at Philadelphia and Denver and who else is, uh, who else is, uh, oh, well, Dak Prescott too. Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, those three guys, I mean, here's the thing. Dallas, obviously their strength is the offensive line. I mean, if, if Goff had a lot, but I think, I don't necessarily think it, it in, in, uh, and sorry, apologize to the fans here. I know you're waiting for us to get to the Niners. We will get there. Uh, but in in Goff's case, he was coming into a, a team that is rebuilding. It's not like when you go to Dallas, you'd be like, hey, by the way, you're going to have a great line and a pretty good running back. So, and, so, so and, and one of and one of the league's great, best receivers on the other side that right, also helps right. out. So, yeah. Uh, so so we feel okay putting you in the mix because a lot of pieces are already in place. In Philadelphia's case, that was more of a dice roll because you didn't necessarily know what was going to happen. They did have back to back ten and win seasons, but there was a lot of free agents or uh, overpaid players that got. Uh, cut once Chip Kelly was out of the picture. So there was some rebuilding that happened there. And for whatever reason, Wentz is just one of those remarkable unicorns that just come in and played really well. For yeah, the- yeah, exactly. And no one Denver's expected case, Wentz to play at that level. Wentz, Wentz is the only one that gets this kind of extraordinary credit because he came into a situation where I expected him to have just as much struggles as Goff if Goff was thrown into the mix. But it mm-hmm. hasn't been the case at all. He's responded like a pro. So kudos to him and the Philly fans. Although, you know, in reality, I don't really give a shit. But in, <laughs> in, uh, in Denver's case, uh, it's the same thing like Dallas where you have a lot of pieces in place. You just won the title. So yeah. you're, you're sitting pretty in that picture. And if you were Colin Kaepernick, that could have been you right now. Oh, can you imagine, man? So imagine where that team would be, you know? Oh, it'd be, well, I think they'd be right. I think they'd be right where they are now. I think they would be right where they are. They'd be four and zero. They'd be the way they're looking because that—that's the thing—is you can't. It's so hard to say that. Oh, well, you know, Jared, put Jared Goff in because look at Trevor Simeon. It's like, dude, they, these this guy is with the number uh, one of the best defenses in the league, a decent offensive line, and not to mention again the same like Dak. You have one of the best receivers in the league on the outside plus Emmanuel Sanders. I yeah. mean that, that Sanders, you have can, Thomas, you have, yeah. you have Anderson running the football, who's a dual you, threat quarter uh, running back, by the way. Agreed. Yeah, you came into a situation where, yeah, if Jared Goff came in a situation, I don't know if he would do what. I don't know if he'd be as level headed as Simeon, but he'd be able to pull out at least three wins. And most rookie quarterbacks would be. You get thrown into a situation where it's not on your shoulders, but in LA, we do have a really good defense, and I think the last weeks we've really shown that more and more, and I'm happy with that, but. But man, like, yeah, you can't come in and say, "Oh, well, your number one is Kenny Britt, and your number two is Brian Quick." Like, hopefully, you can make it work. It's like, dude, you, no. I think Case Keenum is a perfect option, and he's proven he's the perfect option. We're going three and one. He, I think the and they showed a stat. We're like, we're like six and two the last eight games, like counting the back end of last season going into this season. We, we've we've really been on a run, 
Um, and the only two losses we've had have come against San Francisco. So that irritates the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we no, know I, that I if you have a young quarterback, it's better to sit him and groom him. And Aaron Rodgers and Steve Young before him are perfect examples of that. And by the way, both of them happen to turn out to be the most accurate passers in NFL history. And in the case no, of no today's era of football, if you want to win, you don't necessarily need a great quarterback, but you need a comparable quarterback who can manage your 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 decent offense that can run and pass but more importantly you need a stout incredibly stout top five defense yep. and the Niners are only half that right now they are they are the worst rushing defense in the NFL and oh, they're man. well I wouldn't even say half that because uh, the passing wise they're middle of the road and rushing wise they're they're dead last and then offensively, we are top 10 rushing team. That's that's evident between the quarterback and Carlos Hyde. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And as well as the other running backs that they kind of sprinkle in. And scoring-wise, we're also middle of the road too. And and the problem is there's too many missing pieces. And so here's the thing. I'm going to jump into the Niners now. I'm Let's ready. I'm so ready the problems I see today, by the way, fans, I'm sorry that they lost to Dallas. I had them winning 24-17. It was pinned on the 49ers Goldcast Twitter account. I had the score Ooh. 24-17. Ooh. I got the teams wrong. I'm sorry. I know Ugh. you guys like my whispers, and mm. they usually work. I've, this is the first game I've missed this season in terms mm. of predictions. So I thought I, I thought they had this one. They There was a couple penalties in the first half of the game that – Obviously created a 14-point swing, and that's how that's how sensitive football is. It's not like baseball or basketball where there the hot there's in basketball the, there's so much high scoring that a lot of times it doesn't come to one you know missed call for double dribble or traveling or something like that. In basketball, you can make it up. In football, it's a lot harder to make it up because the points and the time of possession is so much more crucial. It's such a smaller window to make an impact. And in this case, it was cost them 14 points, which ended up allow you know yielding 15 more points in the uh, or I'm sorry, another two scores in the uh, second half, and it, and they couldn't recover from it. Gabbert also threw a late pick, and defensively, and for some reason, each week. And not to say that the Niners are the only team that are susceptible to this. Every team is susceptible to injury. But for the Niners, of we just happen to be taking the biggest blows to because we're so limited on talent. And I'm going to circle back around on that particular subject. But in the Niners' case, we're so limited in talent that it's very, every injury is crucial because it just so happens that Vance McDonald goes down, who's our best tight end. And now Navarro Bowman goes down, uh. and he's our best defensive player. And they say it could be another ACL tear. So if it's worst-case uh. scenario, then you're really, really hey, digging in a ditch right now. And they're, then also ta- saying, they're also saying this not to interrupt you, too. They're, they're saying it's either they're t- – I heard torn ACL – the latest I heard was a torn Achilles. So really, either way, they're looking at him being out for the season. And yeah, I mean that's and he's going to get an MRI on Monday. He tried to walk off on his own accord and then got carted off. Uh, oh. DeForest Buckner, first round pick, also carted off today. So just big no players way. after big players keep getting hit. Last week it was Torrey Smith, Vance McDonald, and there was one other player that got, I think uh, Selleck uh, also, but he came back today and he played. But the thing is. Because we're so limited in talent, when those names go down, it's not like, oh, who else is – there's nobody else left. So it's like, oh, if you if, – if, so things can go from bad to worse at this 
at this particular point in the season. It, and because the season's so small and the margin for error is so small, in addition to that, it means that things can things now look like what the biggest 49er pessimists thought it was going to be. And a lot of it revolves around the lack of talent. That's that's the biggest glaring issue I see. So I know last week we were saying like, hey, is it defensive scheme? Is it a lack of talent? I said maybe a mixture of the two. Now I'm more leaning on the side of where this is this is not so much a schematic problem as it is a talent problem. Because I believe that in both coaching schemes, the offense is playing better this year than they did last year. That's a, a verifiable fact. Um, in points, we're 16th in the NFL in points scored. That is far better than what we did last year. We are 10th in the league in rushing. That is far better than we did last year. And so that, that means that Chip Kelly's credited with some good offensive schematic despite the lack of talent. But on the defensive side, we've, we've now pushed up almost everybody's young. One, two years with the exception of Bethay, Reed, Bowman, and Mike Purcell. That was a practice squad guy playing nose tackle, for God's sakes. Uh, Tank Carradine, first year outside linebacker, was defensive end the previous three years. So there's a lot of new nuances to the defense. And you're playing a scheme that involves tons of substitutions, lots of exotic blitz packages that looked beautiful against the Rams, but has really struggled since then. And a lot of it comes because there's a lack of talent in the front seven. And Navarro Bowman's the only guy. So it's very much like Green Bay, where your centerpiece is great in Navarro Bowman. Your middle linebacker, that's a crucial position next to cornerback. And in the Green Bay's case, you have Clay Matthews, who's a great centerpiece, great middle linebacker. He was outside before that. They moved him inside to help kind of leverage some of the lack of talent that they have on their defensive, mm-hmm. in their defensive side of the football. That makes sense strategically. But in our case, we just lost that centerpiece. So now we don't have Rashad yeah. Robinson did play well. He was all over the place. I like him. I, I can't wait for Will Redmond to get into this mix because he saw, showed flashes. I think he's a competent player, more competent, in my opinion, than Keith Reeser is. At this point, um, but in my opinion, there, the 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 glaring problem with the 49ers is a lack of talent, a lack of instant impactful talent. We're not seeing that, and that kind of falls on the heels of your GM, who, in my opinion, if this continues this way, I don't think you clearly do not blame Chip Kelly for this because he inherited these guys. In in addition, he helped, he worked with. Trent Baalke to get some of these pieces. The offensive line is clearly playing better. That's a bright spot. Carlos Hyde's having a good year. That's a bright spot. On the defensive side of the ball, there's just all kinds of problems. And it starts with the front seven. There's no pressure. Dak Prescott should not be passing so easily and just carving us up like Peyton Manning. That just should not happen in the NFL. And there's just they're just too young, too inexperienced. And it's inconsistent, right? There's flashes where things go well for a moment. No, Navarro Bowman had a sack today. There was a Ronald Blair and Chris Davis got a sack today. But no picks, no forced fumbles. Uh, offensively, Gabbert was pretty efficient today, except for that late pick. Those are backbreakers. And so this is just an unfortunate... You know, scenario, Ezekiel Elliott, 138 yards rushing. When you are balanced that well on running and passing, I'm surprised it's 24-17. I'm surprised it's not 37-17. You know, Mm -hmm. credit to some stops and some offensive drives that looked well, especially in the first half. But there is a clear lack of talent. And in my opinion, I think Balky's on his way out at the end of this year. Mm. Hot take, Mm. and I don't disagree. Yep, super That's three hot straight take. mediocre yeah. seasons, you know. I, 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 and I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him at all, man. I, I thought 
Yeah, man. I mean, I thought that, again, I mean, I wasn't high on you guys in the beginning of the season, but I thought that you guys had a good draft. I was happy with it. But, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just not, you know, it's like the fallout of the, the Harbaugh era. It's just not really working out. Okay, 100%. Let's get real for a second. Okay, outside of a couple of defensive players, a couple in the last couple of years, who would you say Louis as a competitor that we drafted. Like I said, I felt really good about DeForest Buckner. I, I thought you guys, I thought that was great. I'm, again, and that's proving, proving to not be the case, but I, I felt good about DeForest Buckner. I thought you guys made some good offensive line picks, so I was happy well, with that. To be fair, so, it's, so hard, it's, hard, that, it's hard to that's really write off the rookies on any team in the NFL yeah. right I, now. I agree. Well, and, that's, so, and not even so that, that's to, write off, to write off a guy that, to write off a guy that has gotten, what, three, he went out, what, this week or last week? He went this down. Week this week. So, I mean, you got three, barely four games under his belt to prove, you know, and I didn't think that he was going to be the Va- you know, a Vaughn Miller and, and, and transform your defense. I just thought, Hey, he's going to be an improvement for you guys at last year. Um, but no, defensively, you guys don't have anyone. I, I didn't think you guys second, you know, any, I'm sorry that, and that's a little more harsh than what I want to be. You guys don't have anyone of, of like how Rudy's saying of note of, of, of someone that I'm like, man, you know, that's going to be your guys' guy. You know what I mean? I, I just don't, because the whole thing in the NFC West is control the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And I think that the Seahawks still have that. I think that the Rams defensively have that. Offensively, our offensive line isn't very good. But defensively, we have that. The Niners and Cardinals used to, used to have that as well. We all used to be well-rounded. But I think that it's, it's just it, – it's really – and again, I, I, I haven't watched the 49ers like I've watched the Rams, obviously. But to me, when I watch – uh, when I watch uh, highlights, it, it doesn't look like you guys are there anymore. I don't, it doesn't look like you guys have that perennial defensive line, that pass rush. No, we don't. We totally yeah. don't. There, there's, there's a little bit of bright spots there. And here's the thing, because people always say, well, Rashad Robinson came into the game late and played great. How come he's not there? How come he's not starting more? You guys have to – average fans, you have to keep in mind – that Rashad Robinson's place in the defense, let's use him as, as an example because he did play good when he did come in there. And so he was a bright spot today defensively, but he's a rookie at the same time. So it's like, why isn't he playing more if he plays good? You got to remember, all of his his judgment on whether he comes in or not is all predicated on how he performs in practice. And that's the one element of every team that we are not privy to see. Not even the press gets to see very much of the practices because there are, the NFL rules prohibit the press from seeing in-depth practices because they don't want, you know, leaks happening to other teams and stuff. You know, you know they don't want like spy gates and stuff like that to happen. So right. we don't get to see that. So when you don't see a guy and then he comes in and plays well, you got to remember he's in the practice not doing enough to earn the starting spot and then when he comes in by default you get excited because that's your, they get excited because that's their one shot and a lot of times they play good because they're playing with a chip on their shoulder maybe this will lead to future starts for Rashad Robinson I don't know it depends on what they see in practice because if they don't perform you can't be a game time only game you can't show up for showtime but then not show up and do the little things to 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 refine your craft in the in the in the week preparing for the next game it doesn't Agreed. work that way. So, Agreed. and that's every team. So, I mean, so fans, keep that in mind when you're looking at these players because that's what that I used to be the same person. Like, why isn't he starting? Why don't we see more of him? It's like, well, to be honest, he's probably not doing what he should do in practice. If he was, then he'd be starting. I mean, a lot of fans feel that I'm frustrated. You know what I mean? The first half was terrific. I mean, that pass to Curly was terrific. The threat wait, to wait, sell. Wait. We should have won. We should have won this game. In my opinion, we should have won. We, I think so too, and there's a lot of things. I mean, I thought that this was the game you got to win because, like we were saying off air, here's the thing: uh, these teams, 
this was the game that you respond to. You lose two in a row, two division opponents, two, um, I'm sorry, not division opponents, but you lose two games back to back. They're, they on, in Seattle's case, it was a blowout. Carolina, not so much. You were competitive in the fourth quarter, 17 points at the end there. You were within one possession, and Blaine Gabbert kind of blows it with two picks late in the game. And then it ends up being 46-27 when it was 27, what, 35 or something like that. I can't remember. But mm-hmm. And in Seattle's case, you just get blown out because you're just not ready to, to, to match that yet. Fair. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but but it was. And then everything that came, the the two Carlos Hyde touchdowns late in that game was all garbage time. He got 100 yards, garbage time. Looks great on the stat sheet for you fantasy fans. I'm sure that's terrific. But here's the thing. You lose those two games, then you come back home. Granted, you're on a short week on Carolina, not a lot of prep time. You still were competitive despite the end, despite the score at the end of the game. You feel good about that. Um so the Niners were in a position where they should have responded. You would expect them to respond because who else res- who all responded today in the face of adversity when you needed a game because you lost, you were at home, you had that opportunity and it just didn't happen. Jacksonville responded today. They were 0 3, then they responded by beating the Indianapolis Colts on their turf 30 to 27. That was a response win. Mm-hmm. Atlanta did the same thing to Carolina mm-hmm. today, blowing them out 48-33. Chicago oh, responded at home to Detroit 17-14. Buffalo bounced back, even though it was a road game. They blanked the Patriots today. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Pit teams do that. Pittsburgh played terrible last week. Now they're blowing out Kansas City 29 to nothing right now in the second quarter. So, oh, they're just killing them. So this was a game where I expected the 49ers to have that same grit, that same response. And they're the to me, again, I don't think it's schematic. I think it's talent. The talent just did not have it. It just did not mm-hmm. have it. May have had it week one, but that was more clearly that was more indicative of a lowly Rams kind of still coming off of the, the hangover from preseason than it was the, the Niners displaying what is to come in the future. Maybe it is. We don't know because as far as the rookies are concerned, I can't write them off because they're rookies. It's, it's just not fair. So, right. um, But I can say like, hey, Eric Reed's got to play better. Antoine Bethea, maybe he's too old. He's lost a step, although he did have that great stop today that killed a, a crucial drive. But here's the thing. it's This is just – this was a game where I thought you have the opportunity to respond here and win and it, they just didn't get it done. And that was just – that was the part that frustrated me the most. It's like this is – so many other teams, majority of the teams who were in this same position, whether it was last week, last week was Seattle was in this position against us, and they responded beautifully. This week we were in that position against Dallas, and we did not respond. And that's just that's just an unfortunate telltale sign of where this team is right now and how they are still very very far from getting back into the competitive mix. I don't know if it gets any better next week at with Arizona coming. They're coming to us. But Arizona's coming off of a big loss here, and they're of a team that has enough talent stacked up on their on their deck that they can respond to the law to the division loss here because now they're in the same position as Seattle. The only difference is they're on the road. They're on the road now because Seattle lost to a division opponent. They couldn't lose two in a row to a division. Arizona now has to say, okay, we can't lose two in a row to a division. We're going on the road against a team that's vulnerable right now. We have to respond. So, Not to mention they've lost that they've lost two games in a row already. Right. So yeah, they this is a real. I mean, so this, this is, is going to be. I think this. I think this is going to be a dogfight, man. I think it's going to be a really big dogfight this Thursday. And I don't it's think that good. I don't think that they have enough talent to respond the way that 
that they should have responded today and the way that Arizona is probably going to respond next. And that's a Thursday game, by the way. So now you're coming off a short week. You have the advantage of being at home, and this defense was a good defense at home. But this week they didn't did not show that. They showed moments of it, but early in the game they gave up a lot of big plays. They're still giving up huge plays that kill you in, in the NFL. And I just don't ex- – I, I picked them to lose – even when we did the predictions, I picked them to lose this game coming up to Arizona. But now, after seeing this game, if they would have, if this game would have been reversed, 24-17 Niners, then I might have felt differently about their chances at home, even off of a five, even off of coming off of a short week, and prepared for a Thursday yeah. night game. So they still have an advantage because Arizona has to travel. We don't know the 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 the, the what's the uh, the final uh, diagnosis for Carson Palmer in his concussion, how long he'll be out, and whether he'll play or not. I hope he doesn't because that gives us a fighting chance. We need handicap matches at this point in order to stay competitive. Agreed. So I, I don't know, but they still they have a very, very slim chance. I still think Arizona defensively is going to play well, although if the Niners come out and play offensively well, they'll stay in the game. But then without Navarro Bowman in the middle, he most likely out for the season that I'm, they're, they're thinking then there's a good chance that we're going to probably get our butts kicked, you know, unless some Nick Ballore or Rashad Robinson just, you know, kind of step up out of nowhere and, and come up, you know, maybe it's time to bring in Marcus Rush. Who knows? I think you got to, you got to try anything, but I guess, but of course it's all predicated on practice performance. Of course. Agreed. They're so desperate on wide receiver. Aaron Burbridge got the start today. Wow. John Ham got promoted because it was tight end because Vance McDonald's down. I like Jaron Ham, to be honest. I think he, he's got great sides. He's got good hands. It's just a matter of can he, you know, can he play that good at the NFL level against first stringers? Well, and yeah, and not, yeah. I, at first I thought you said John Ham, and I was like, he's a football player now? So I was excited, but you didn't say John Ham. <laughs> That's my only. Uh, that's my expert analysis on that. Oh man, John, Hamm, he 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 would make a great GM. Fantastic GM. That's what he would be. I agree. I agree with that. Okay, so um, we, we cannot. Literally, I've been looking everywhere. We cannot find the pick. So let's just hear it. Like, uh, hey, Louis, what is what is your pick? Who's who's going to win next week? NFC West. Cardinals so hard. Cardinals. It's so hard, man. I, honestly, I, I think I gotta. I think I'm gonna take uh, as much as I can see the the Niners getting their dub here. Uh, I think it all depends on Carson Palmer's health. I think if Drew Stanton's in, I think the Niners win. If Carson Palmer plays, then I think the Cardinals win. I think that they the 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 reason that they lost tonight was because of the Rams' really stout rush defense and. Uh, or pass rush, I mean, and I just don't think that Niners have that. So I think if, if Drew stands in, you guys get the dub. But if not, I think the, the Cardinals are going to get this one. Ooh. Hot Great take. Way. Super hot take. <laughs> I think the same thing. Uh, I picked them to lose this game in our season, regular season prediction. I'm going to stand by it you know, as, as hard as it may be to swallow if, if each game comes to fruition. They did miss. I'm wrong on – so if I have my first loss of the season, I'm 3-1. and one. I'll improve to 4-1 and one, uh, based on the fact that I think uh, the, the you know, though it is a short week for both teams and though San Francisco is on the comfortable side of that 
spectrum, meaning that they don't have to go anywhere. They just stay home and, and recover. I still think that the Cardinals are the better team, and they'll they'll be responding because they cannot lose two division games in such a tight division already. So uh, I think they respond. Uh, if Drew Stanton's in there, it might come down to a close game, but I think Cardinals edge him out, much like uh, Dallas edged us out here. It was only a one-possession mm-hmm. game, so that is something to say about the Niners. It's not all doom and gloom. It wasn't a blowout. It was a one-possession game at home, so that's good to see. There are some bright spots defensively, but I think the Cardinals pull out the win this Sunday, and I think the final score will probably be something more like, uh, I'm going to say low score again, probably something close to this game, maybe um, 24-20, something like that. Yeah, I would say even less. I'd say 20, 2016 or 2014 or something along those lines personally. And here, here's the other thing, too, that fans also need to be aware of. And, Louie, you can attest to this, too. This is the NFL. Any team can be any team any given Sunday. This is not like baseball or NBA where typically the world baseball is weird. But in the NFL, any team can be any team. And, and Agreed. Chicago beat Detroit even though Detroit's been playing really good this year. And Chicago's garbage. Uh, the Browns put up a fight against the Redskins, but the Redskins pulled out 31-20. I mean, so there, here's the thing. Crappy teams can win. Uh, San Diego ha- ha- went toe-to-toe with New Orleans today, lost by one point. So so here's the thing. My point is that anything can happen. Even though the logic says that Arizona has the edge, Vegas will obviously say, uh, echo that same opinion. But any any given Sunday, this this the 49ers could surprise all of us and bounce back. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, boom. So, hey, uh, Louie, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at actually Louie B, L-E-W-I-E. That's how you spell boom. my name. Ray, where can they find you? You can find me at Ray Solis. You can also find the Goldcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash 49ers Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at 49ers Goldcast as well. You can also subscribe to us via YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes for all the latest and greatest as they become published live to you. And brother, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Rudy Solis third, Rudy Solis three RD. Um, so concludes another edition of the Fortnite Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Solis third, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Salisa first, baby, and our Los Angeles co-host, Louis B. Yeah, boom. We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast nine, same.